The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Again, a big thank you to Leanne, uh, Leanne Langlois from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety um, Society talking um, about just a, a brutal start to the motorcycle season in uh, in Alberta. Um, a couple of your texts coming in, but just before we get to our next guest uh, about motorcycle safety, um, number one safety device on a bike is your headlights, says this text. And uh, Brett says, you know what, I'm a seasoned bike rider, dirt and on the asphalt. Driving in the city is dangerous. Phones and inexperienced drivers are everywhere. The roads are horrible, too. And yes, people are all in a ridiculous hurry. However, when it comes to these left-hand turns, I have a hunch that speed on the cyclist part probably plays a factor or played a factor. People aren't used to judging speeds in excess of 150K an hour. So when they look for traffic, the bike looks far enough away for normal speeds. So they go, and there's your accident. That's from Brett. And Rick says, you know what, I need to know what the heck is going on has someone changed the st- the the stop on re- uh, has someone changed the stop on red light law no one i mean no one stops on a right hand turn on a red light anymore drivers think they can just scoot around the corner stop it people make sure it's clear and then make your turn when it's safe if i have an advanced left and you do that you will get hit stop it thanks for letting me vent i don't know who else to complain to just call me too many close call rick You got it, Rick, and I hear you on that one. Uh, Let's just switch gears a little bit here. We're going to talk hockey, head over to Winnipeg. Oh, my goodness. The city of Winnipeg has been so much fun to watch. Yes, I said Winnipeg has been fun to watch. It's being consumed by the Jets' playoff run into the conference finals. Thousands and thousands packing the streets. Thousands more decked in white from head to toe packing the arena. They're looking to take a 2-0 a series lead tonight over the Vegas Golden Knights. Global Winnipeg reporter Brittany Greenslate has been watching all of this closely, probably swept up into the excitement herself. She joins us this afternoon. Hi, Brittany. Afternoon. How are you doing? Good. How much fun has this been for you? This has been so much fun, not just for us here covering it, but for everybody in this city. Um, you know, you said it in your intro there. Yes, we're talking about Winnipeg and <laughs> Winnipeg being fun. And, you know, we're used to being on the receiving end of those jabs from everyone else mm-hmm. in the country, especially in the winter. Mm-hmm. Poking fun at how cold it is. Uh, I can tell you it's a beautiful, balmy 22 degrees here nice. today. <laughs> nice. And, you know, everybody is just so excited because, one of the things that we're not used to in Winnipeg is, you know, getting to wear shorts and t-shirts <laughs> while there's still hockey on. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's just been really exciting to watch and, and really just the spotlight this has put on the yeah. city. Um, that everybody, you know, we, we keep saying there's room on the bandwagon, guys. <laughs> you know what? I'm seeing more people jump on it. And, you know, I have to say, you know, I took a little shot at Winnipeg off the top, but I'm a Northern Ontario girl spending a lot of time growing up in Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie. So Winnipeg is kind of like the third in that. So that was a, a loving shot at Winnipeg. But yeah, the Jets, what had never, have never advanced past the first round of the playoffs until this year. We've never gone to the third round, and that's, third round. Uh, that includes our, our whole franchise history there. Wow. So this is the farthest um, you know, that, that the franchise in general has ever made it. Um, so, you know, day by day, really making these historic leaps going into the third round then winning the first game of the third round, um, it's been really exciting to watch, and it's, it's really exciting 
for everybody here to be a part of because Winnipeggers love hockey, like mm-hmm. like Canadians. But we felt the loss of losing our team here, and, and you know, once you lose a team, you don't know if they're ever going to come yeah. back. Yeah. So the fact that the Jets came back and they're playing so well this season um, is really just it's so great for the city. This city has been waiting for this for so long, and Jets gear, white gear, everything <laughs> is just flying off the shelves right now. It's it's incredible. Sales are going through the roof uh, for restaurants, for uh, bars, for everything in the area of the downtown, and it's really bringing people downtown, which uh, Winnipeg has struggled with for a while. Yeah, yeah. you know what, I was uh, I was working for Global Television here in 2006 when Edmonton uh, made it into the, the Stanley Cup final and that whole playoff run, and I just remember what it was like. It was, it, it was just such an incredible feeling in the city, and I'm sure that's what you're getting there right now, just like everyone has come together. Oh, absolutely. And I'm originally from Vancouver, so we felt that, you know, that playoff run in the past, we've also been really hurt and devastated <laughs> when it, it hasn't gone our way. Um, so when you, when you get to see everybody here really taking part in it, and, you know, not everybody can afford to go to hockey games no. but in the regular season, let alone in the playoffs. And the street party has just been phenomenal uh, for people to get out yeah. and enjoy it. We have a 27,000 capacity uh, for that street party. There's been you know, a little bit of issues there now over the weekend because they changed it to a ticketing system. It is free, but you have to have a ticket yeah. uh, to get in. But it's it's people are jam-packed. You know, they're shoulder to shoulder. And is it selling out? Last, the, the street party? Yeah. They uh, officially, yes. Okay. That now that they've gone to the ticketing system. But one of the issues that we've now seen, because this, this system is new as of this weekend for game one, um, people were running and grabbing those tickets and claiming them on Ticketmaster and then, you know, maybe not using them. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. they had about 15,000 for the last game, which isn't <laughs> the highest we've seen. Um, it's also getting nicer out. So yeah. We're see more and more people going downtown. But even just bars and restaurants around the area, the nice. Pint, which is about two blocks from the arena here, um, they've got two floors. They've also opened up a massive outdoor tent. So they can hold between 700 and 1,000 people. And they're packed for every game. They have 85 staff members. Wow. And every single one works for game days now. Never thought I'd say it right now, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish I was in Winnipeg right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think some people are, are, are feeling this way. I know a lot of us have loyalties to our team, of course, you know, in Edmonton, the Oilers in Vancouver, the Canucks and Ottawa, the Senators. But all of a sudden, you know, and we say it every year when it's kind of the last Cana- or the last Canadian team standing, it becomes Canada's team. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's, you know, you've got the support from right across the country. Are, are you hearing that? It is, and it, it's it's funny because you you talk you touch on it so perfectly. As everybody has that fan loyal devotion to their team, you're a diehard Leafs fan, or you're a diehard Canucks fan, or an Oilers fan, and we start seeing that every year. And I think just because Winnipeg is now kind of becoming that that little team that could, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, we're seeing that for the first time this year that everyone's really jumping on on board with that. And I think given the history of the Jets and the fact that. You know, Winnipeg did yeah. lose its team. People, people are rooting for them. People are jumping on board. There was a bit of trepidation at first. I know from you know even some of our colleagues out east saying, <laughs> "Oh, you know, but I'm a, I'm a Leafs fan." And yeah. you know, it's hard being a Leafs fan too. So 
You know, let's win this one for Canada. Global Winnipeg reporter Brittany Greenslade joining us uh, on the phone. We're talking about uh, the Winnipeg Jets and what a wonderful year that they've had uh, tonight, uh, hoping to go up 2 nothing against the Golden Knights. But again, the Golden Knights, what a year that they've had as well. It's kind of tough because I think a lot of people want to see Vegas continue on this Cinderella season as mm-hmm. well, but we're so fiercely patriotic that, that we need to have a Canadian team in it. Um, Brittany, I'm wondering if you, if there, has there been any trouble? Like I, I, I throw back to 2006 and I know that we had some riots. We had some idiots doing some stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Are you guys having any, any challenges like that uh, during any of the partying? No, and that's an incredible thing. I know you guys had that in Vancouver. We had that in 2011 after that big Game 7 loss. Mm -hmm. Um, When we've had it here, people are just so happy right now. And, you know, maybe the longer that run goes, that might change. But what we've we've heard from police every game and every game day and the day after, there's been no incidents. We had no major incidents. There was, you know, I think we saw maybe one little... Good. little fight the one night and the people that maybe had, you know, partied a little too hard. (laughs) Um, But... You know, when Winnipeg gets a bad rap for being, you know, murder capital of the country and all of these things as well, too. Well, it's definitely not what you're seeing here right now. People are respectful. They're happy. Uh, the police officers are stopping and taking photos with people on the street. Nice. Uh, we, you know, we've even got our tactical team there. They're sitting yeah. there with their big guns just <laughs> smiling and everybody's really enjoying it. So we- as much as you plan for the possibility of there being a problem, so far, so good. You know what? We were in uh, Mexico over New Year's and the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers were taking on uh, Winnipeg and there was a a couple there from Winnipeg and he was walking around in his Jets t-shirt and we were getting all sassy one night and we just, uh, they walked by us and we're like, go Edmonton. And then Winnipeg proceeded to kick Edmonton's butt like five, nothing. It was was crazy. And then, you know, next thing you know, we owed drinks, I think for the next week. Thank goodness it was an an all-inclusive. But this fan was so, like he'd been there, the, the, the couple, they'd been there right since the Jets came back mm-hmm. and they were just so pumped and so confident in their team yes. this year it was it was really cool we're actually trying to track them down again to to uh you know to cheer them on we have to find their names again but i know you're heading to vegas to cover uh the series mm-hmm. for games three and four nice nice gig there Brittany. yes not too bad <laughs> hey well <laughs> we also what, what's really cool with the jets playing the golden knights is there's so many Manitoba connections on the Golden Knights as well. Kelly McCrimmon, who's the uh, assistant GM, is one of the owners mm-hmm. and uh, of the Brandon Wheat Kings, and you know used to work in Brandon. We've got four Manitoba players on the Golden wow. Knights. We don't have any Manitoba players on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> so as much as you know, the Jets are our team. We do have some of those you know little connections there yeah. as well. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. I don't think you're going to have anybody from Winnipeg cheering for them, except for maybe uh, Reeves' dad, who, yeah. who is you know he's a former Blue Bomber. So I said to him, you know, how hard is that? Uh, you know, to cheer against the Jets. And he goes, ah, you know, it's not that hard. you got to cheer for the Sun. You know, the Sun takes priority. But Absolutely. Uh, lots of connections for both teams. So how many, are there, are there, are there um, plane loads of folks going down there? Or are there tours going down to, 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 to Vegas um, to, to yes, watch the we game? we are already hearing. We are already hearing from people uh, who are working their way down there. I know that uh, WestJet added two direct flights because we're also going into the long weekend. So yeah. a lot of flights were already booked. 
uh, for people that were planning on going on vacation. So that could be a good thing, people that were already heading down there. Um, but we do know there's a bunch of people heading down. We also have a lot of Winnipeggers that actually live in Las Vegas already. Yeah. Nice. So it's it's going to be interesting. We're going to be looking for that sea of white, that's for sure. Well, Brittany, you, you pulled the, the best straw on that assignment, let me tell you. <laughs> Is Brett Williams so. is, is Brett Williamson still your boss there? Brent, yes. Brent, yes. You tell him I said hi. I worked with him years ago in Thunder Bay. Okay. Um, I will. <laughs> you have a fun. We'll talk to you hopefully again um, uh, as the Jets continue on this uh, this marvelous season they've had. Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Absolutely, thank you. All right, Brittany Greenslade joining us on the phone this afternoon. Some of your uh, texts says, oh, come on, Jalen, to be fair, there aren't many teams that haven't wiped the floor with the Oilers the past 15 years. Yeah, it was a bad one, that game. It was a really bad one. Uh, go Vegas, go! Toronto will never be Canada's team, says Red Deer. I think I might agree with you on that one. Um, Tiny Tim says, yep, uh, unless it's the Leafs. They can be Canada's team. And then forecast for tonight, whiteout with no chance for flurry. There you go. Ha ha, it's 247. Some more of your texts coming in. Great interview. Go Vegas. Yeah, Brittany's, uh, Brittany's great. Brittany uh, did some great work with us uh, during coverage of uh, the Humboldt bus crash as well. And then this one says, Gary J, I'm an Oiler fan, but go Jets go for Canada. And then um, the one that said, go Vegas, said, oh, sorry, those two comments seem to clash just a bit. But hey, yeah, it's fun to get swept up uh, into it. And unfortunately, our team's not uh, where we'd hoped they'd be. We were hoping that we'd be broadcasting live from Ford Hall again this year. But it is nice to see the Jets um, doing as well as they are. Plus the Knights. I mean, my goodness, what a... You just keep wanting to see how far they'll go. Will they get past the Jets? Not sure. Saw an article the other day talking about the Jets' depth. Now, you guys know I don't know much about hockey. Um, but, uh, yeah, so far, we'll see if the Jets can go up 2-0 uh, tonight. So, here's a story for you. Um, as we marked Mother's Day on the weekend, there's a story out of Bowmanville, Ontario, so down near Toronto, where a school... Uh, the head of um, a Catholic elementary school, I guess it doesn't really matter, you know, public, Catholic or not, but it was the St. Joseph Catholic Elementary School, decided to cancel all festivities surrounding Mother's Day as well as Father's Day in June. Take a listen to this. Mums and dads should be celebrated. Dower Taylor's son Quinn usually makes something special for his dad in class for Father's Day. I look forward to these crafts. But Quinn's principal at St. Joseph Elementary School has nixed all Mother's Day and Father's Day activities. The principal um, uh, dealing with some uh, issues within the school uh, thought the act of uh, exclusively dedicating class time to uh, for, for activities for a mom or a dad um, excluded some students who may have had a loss in the family or whose family dynamics had changed throughout the year. And some parents are upset they were left out of the decision. The importance of this is that their voices maybe weren't heard, were not brought to the council level, where our administration could clearly hear what the opinions of the majority are. I don't know if it's in our best interest as a school community to take that away from the most influential people in our children's lives. St. Joseph is the second school within the board to veto the celebrations, affecting hundreds of parents. But for Taylor, the day means more than a handmade trinket from his son. 
With events like Mother's Day and Father's Day, it's a great opportunity for us to connect with our children and allow them to express their emotion. The principal has sent out a mass email apology to all the parents and although the kids won't be making keepsakes for Mother's Day or Father's Day, the board says there will be other opportunities to celebrate families. The principal of the school has added two additional um, days uh, between now and the end of the school year um, uh, where uh, there'll be family celebrations and souvenirs and craft making. So what do you think, Chadville? We're gonna we cancel Mother's Day, we cancel Father's Day at school. I think it's a crock, to be honest with you. I think it's an absolute crock. Um, <laughs> you know, as my dad says, there's a difference between scratching your butt and tearing a hunk out, and this is tearing a hunk out. And um, you've heard me say that uh, a lot on this show, but I do believe it on this one. Um, you know, the principal dealing with some issues inside the school, uh, th- uh, thought the act of exclusively dedicating class time for activities for a mom or a dad excluded some students who may have had a loss in the family or whose family dynamics have changed throughout the years. Family dynamics change, yeah. I, I think it can also be a, a learning experience. Can't be, don't you think it can be a learning experience as well? And yes, it's it's difficult. And and, and maybe if a student has had a loss uh, that year, um, th- then you know you 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 modify the 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 class or whatever it is the macaroni building trophy that you're doing for Mother's Day, whatever it is on that day. But I, I personally feel that it's it's too far. Uh, some of your texts coming in this afternoon, fire the principal. It's wrong. It's an erosion of our traditions by political correctness. Yes, some children may have encountered loss of a parent. They should be supported through their grief, but still learning the valuable life lesson of celebration as a whole. That's a great comment. Um, Kathy says, this is so sad, but my mom is no longer with us, but I honor her, her memory on Mother's Day. Uh, this one says, I think a child losing a parent trumps a macaroni card. Thank you for looking out for the kids that do not have a mom or a dad. And then this one, uh, we love our principal. Thank you for always looking out for our children. What do you think, Chadville? Curious to know at 6.30, 6.30. As we go to break here, the 3 o'clock news coming up with Eileen Bell. Um, I told you off the top of the show that Andrew had gone to Ottawa to visit his mom, that his um, mom had taken a bit of a turn for the worse, so he went down to visit her. Andrew will be back tomorrow um, at 2 o'clock, joining me in studio. The 3 o'clock news coming up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.